Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films. As always, thank you for clicking on this podcast. It really is super, super appreciated. I appreciate everyone listening, or anyone rather, listening, supporting, sharing, clicking, whatever. Just It is really, really appreciated. It's available, of course, on all your streaming podcast sites, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. But again, just thank you so much for, for clicking on and listening. I appreciate you uh, listening to me waffle. And here we are in this episode, going to be diving into the Multiverse of Madness, the brand new release starring Doctor Strange, of course, from the MCU. A film that, like, I've not really thought too much about when, you know, in terms of it coming out. Like, as in, I knew it was knew it was due to be released, but um, it, unlike Spider-Man, I, I've just kind of, you know, I've watched the main trailers. I've not watched any TV spots. I've seen the, the main trailers, obviously the one we got at the end of No Way Home, the, the, the second trailer, whatever but really just stayed away from a lot of it online because I think this, I think it was how everyone was about Spider-Man No Way Home that I was fully on board with the hype and was fully on board with counting down for it. Like, I was so excited for No Way Home and, and what the possibilities that, that could happen, which turned out to happen, you know what I mean, in terms of characters popping up. Whereas with this one, you know, I was just like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. You know, Doctor Strange, the, fir- the first film was enjoyable, enjoyed it a lot in fairness with the visuals and and trippiness if that's a word i should say was uh was really entertaining i thought that, that but i think that benedict cumberbatch is a great dot strange there's no one really else that you could cast as him mad to think though that the first doctor strange was 2016 that that feels like a long time ago and then at the same time it doesn't purely probably because he's been in a number of films as part of that part of a, an ensemble of cast i should say but um but yeah it's, uh, it's nice to have him in a um an actual solo film starring him again and Directed by Sam Raimi, who I adore, like in terms of his horror work, I I, I can't praise him enough. Especially obviously, and, and superhero fans know just how how amazing I should say he did with Spider Man Two in particular. But that Spider Man trilogy, the original Spider Man trilogy, even though the third one is weak, it's um it's it's a it's a good enough trilogy. You know what I mean? It's it got a lot of people on board with superheroes. It's still very very highly regarded in in comic book fans. Hearts, really. It is for me, anyways. I could sit down and watch that trilogy whenever, you know. Even, even, even the third one, I, it's terrible. It was on ITV two the other day, but I was like, you know what? There's some great moments in this, you know. It's still, but um, so nice to have him on board, and nice to see him bringing these horror elements within this film, because that's really what I what I loved most about this film. So before we do dive into it, let's give you the synopsis. Uh, after encountering a girl with the power to traverse the multiverse, Stephen Strange turns to Wanda Maximoff for advice and help fighting off the monstrous and mysterious entity that is on this girl's trail. However, Wanda has her own agenda, one that puts, well, everything in jeopardy. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to split this podcast into two. I was debating whether to do a, a separate podcast altogether for the spoiler side of things, but there's not really too much, not like Spider-Man No Way Home, where I was like really, really itching to just go hell overboard with talking about it as much as possible because I really enjoyed it. This film is good. It's just it's not as good as what I was expecting it to be or even... I don't even know what I was expecting, if I'm being completely honest. I just really wanted to have a pretty good time in the multiverse. Uh, and we do, like, start off such, like, in it. Like, this film starts off so good. Like, it's really strong. The first half an hour or so, I'm all for it. I was really, really into it. And then it just started to just dip a little bit, which I was not expecting it to do. And granted, obviously, like I say, Sam Raimi's attached to it. And I, I really wanted to be like, oh, man, Sam Raimi's probably produced one of the best MCU films there is. Uh, it certainly hasn't. He's just he's had a, he's had a pretty good time with it. Don't get me wrong. Like the we'll stick with the positives of this film to start with, and the cast. You know you can't fault it uh, in terms of direction and vision. I think that 
I think that Raimi's done a really good job of making that first like MCU horror, to air quote. You know, critics and such, or even reviews that I've seen, have been saying that yeah, this is the first the first MCU horror outing, and he really does like kind of home in on that horror element or like bring in his experience and work before within that horror genre because. He is a master at it. He, just for example, the way that he can kind of incorporate his horror into films, like you look at what he did in Spider-Man 2, and I'd be chatting to my mates before this film came out, and I remember saying to him, I was like, all I want is something as close to, if not better, than what we got in Spider-Man 2 with the Doc Ock on the um, on the operating table when his tentacles are like flying everywhere, throwing doctors and nurses about, this, that, and the other. Like, that was terrifying like really great and again just the the use that he likes to do with like pov as well of and and some of those like i want to say like windy shots where it just seems like really like breezy and floaty like it but in a very ominous feel um just great i can say just gotta love sam raymond so i was hoping for something like that and there are there are some great scares in this film really great scares my fiance watching this like jumped i think definitely once maybe twice anyways but that was great and what they did with with wonder and such in this is really excellent i'll come to elizabeth olsen shortly but yeah like i wanted i wanted that side of things i wanted to see what Raimi could bring because it's 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 they wanted to go down a darker path with it and you can and who else better to get than sam Raimi? but it's the first time really that i've watched I said this afterwards, the first time I watched like an MCU film where I feel like they brought in a director and they've gone, right, we want you to do this film, but you really have to follow this narrative. Like, I felt like there, there was a little bit of creative freedom, but at the same time, I felt like his hands were tied in certain places. Like, they were like, right, and I get that with most, that's what they do. I, I do appreciate that's how all the MCU films have worked, but it's not felt as forced as that before. Like, you, you, you know, you look at how they planned out Endgame and Infinity War, the Russo brothers, granted, will have been given a lot of creative freedom and, and creative control, but Feige and, and, and Disney, etc., will have said, these big things have to happen. It's, it, it's never felt like so forced in a way. I hope you know what I'm trying to say. Basically, this film just really felt like Sam Raimi was being pushed down a certain certain line of, of where the story should should be going. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. And I think that a lot of this has to do with mainly Wanda's character, um, which I will again come to, but in a performance level, I think Elizabeth Olsen was probably the best thing in this film. You know, Benedict Cumberbatch does his thing, he's, he's, he's ace is Doctor Strange, don't get me wrong, but Elizabeth Olsen was something else, like the, the range and level, and, you know, she is she is a part of, like I said, within the villain of the piece kind of thing. I think that she's very corrupt, you know what I mean? Like, I think that she's got she's got her own agenda, like anything, you can see with most villains you watch, you're a bit like, you can see why they're doing the things that they do. Um, but mainly, I just thought she was really good. I just didn't, I don't know, I feel like, I, I don't know how I, I fully feel about um, her character and what they've done with her, but I will say that Elizabeth Olsen's, um, Elizabeth Olsen's performance was really good. As to, as well, uh, the new uh, the new member on the block, uh, America Chavez, um, which is, she was absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, th this character that's come in said, not, don't know too much from from the comics about her character, but this this character to have the ability to just go through the multiverse was was really cool. And, and, and she was actually supposed to obviously make an appearance in No Way Home. She was going to be one of the reasons why certain characters made, I don't know why I'm saying certain characters, you know who was in it, but she was going to be the main, the main reason why, you know, these characters were going to pop in from the other multiverse. I think this concept art, and everything knocking about now on the on the internet, which you can go check out. And every time she was on screen, obviously I, I thought she was great. I thought her her chemistry and 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 
you know, bouncing off Doctor Strange and stuff. It was so, you know, infectious. It was so nice to watch. I really, really loved it. Um, it's just that I was like, I, I wish we'd seen more of you already in the MCU. Like, I know we're reaching a point now where we're going to be going through the multiverse, but I think No Way Home could have been a great a great starting point for that character. So a little bit disappointed that they didn't go ahead with that. I can see why they cut her out of No Way Home because there's a lot of characters in that film. Like, there's a lot. So I can see why they didn't do it, but... The whole time I was like, I am so looking forward to seeing where this character goes next. Like they've left her in such a great point. Um, I just really want more of it. So I, I very much enjoyed her, her throughout this film. I said she she just just came in. She almost feels like she's just done this forever. You know what I mean? And and that's they're the best kind of characters. Um, I just wish they'd utilized her more. Like I, I get that you know she's she's like I said in the synopsis, this this entity and being is after her, um, but. It's called the multiverse. In, it's called the multiverse. Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness, but there wasn't really any multiverse in it. It was like there's one scene which they've actually released online as like a clip where they're flying through different multiverses, um, and that's really it. It's like there's our our universe, and then we spend a lot of time in like another one, and that's it. So I was a little bit disappointed with that in particular. Like really disappointed with that. Um, there are surprises in this film, don't get me wrong, there are some really, really fun surprises in there. And as I said, the main thing for me is is that the horror elements really do shine the brightest of this film, and Sam Raimi's like, just had a blast with it. You also get a fantastic cameo, as usual, from Bruce Campbell. Love seeing him in any Raimi film kind of thing, especially in the in anything Marvel as well. Um, I just I just don't know. Like it's it's such a strange one. Like I feel like I'm glad that I didn't get into the whole like hype of it and I think one of my frustrations as well with it is that I just don't understand what Marvel, had, what the MCU is, is real plan is with the multiverse because they've had so many opportunities to really say, right, this is it, this is the start of it, and none of them are taken. None of them are actually owning it is what I'm trying to get at. Like, you look at what happened in Loki, I was thinking that was going to change. I You can listen back to my podcast, I was like, I love this show so much because I think it's the start of something really, really special and it's going to be the start and like the catalyst of the multiverse um you look at likes of that that didn't really take ownership of it and then no way home again touched upon the multiverse and that's not really been the the start of it or you know what what could branch off to bigger and better things almost and then this being called the multiverse multiverse of madness this also doesn't really take like ownership or at least the start of what could be i mean yeah we do get to dip in and out of the of the multiverse and such but I just almost feel like Marvel don't know what they want to do with it. Like it's almost like they just would dip in their, dip in their toes in it and then seeing what what works. I, I really don't know. Like it's it's really bizarre. Um, that's again my frustration with it. I just want someone to say right, this is it. This is what's going to happen. This is the. I thought this film was going to be essentially like a comic book where you just flicking from one thing to like, oh my god, what's happening next page? Oh my god, like this. Just I thought this was going to be something pr- pretty special. Like I thought. I wanted to come out like really, really liking it, and I, I've, I've been, it was all right. Like, don't get me wrong, I've come out being like, yeah, it was fine. It's just that, yeah, it, it's not, it's nowhere where I was expecting it to be at all. Granted, say some of the visuals, and there's, there's a really excellent scene. I'm not going to get into too much spoilers about it, but obviously, you know, you have got Danny Elfman as the, as the composer as well of the film, and there's a really excellent bit towards the end that involves music. Um, just great. I'll probably talk about that again in the uh, in the spoiler section of this, but I really enjoyed that. And like I said, like there's the the visuals, the CGI, the special effects, flawless. Like and it's really pretty in places. Like you've again seen the trailers when it's going around different, I say different parts of the multiverse and seeing buildings that are like covered in like you know bushes, flowers, whatever. Like it just 
it does look stunning in places and it's it's marvelous to see where we've where we've come in that sense and I just don't know. I was expecting to have a good time and and I don't I I did and I didn't. I, I just, it's such a strange one. Like the, it is dark in places, like really dark. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it could have been it could have been better. It could have really been better. I think as well on some level, I was expecting probably a little bit more from uh, not from Raimi because I don't. I'm not blaming him for it, um, which is strange because usually everyone goes in for the director, don't they? Because I think direct as, as directors go, Sam Raimi's. Just, just amazing, um, and and Sam and like Sam Raimi loves the character Doctor Strange. We already had like you know a nod to Doctor Strange in his earlier Spider Man work in that original Spider Man trilogy. Like he's a fan of that of this character, so it's nice to see what he's done with this film and what this character bringing in the horror elements and you know that fantastical element as well and just a whole crazy ride. Um, just not everything worked, especially in particular the jokes as well in this film. Some of the some of the dialogue at times I just I don't know, like when you compare to some of like the, the other, you know, comedy film I know it's not a comedy film, but some of the other laughs I've had in the cinema, the dialogue in this or the one liners just they're so flat. There's a couple, don't get me wrong, well timed lines and, and, and back and forth, but yeah, overall it's just really strange. Like just really flat or like just these almost like snidey remarks that are supposed to be funny but they're not funny um so that was a little bit it kind of took me out of it a little bit um the illuminati as well obviously is in this and it's not really a spoiler i'm not touching i'm not going to go into that as of yet but again one of my favorite sequences is involving the illuminati and there's, there's some great stuff that happens within that which i'll obviously talk about um in my spoiler section of it but at the same time i was expecting a little bit more from it just a little bit more um so yeah we'll uh We'll leave that there. Um, I guess the person I've not really spoke about too much is obviously Benedict Cumberbatch, but what, what more can I say other than he's always great in, in this role. Like, it just seems like he's just fell just into such a perfect role for him. I think he is great, as I say, as as Doctor Strange. It's just that I was just, like I said, just expecting a little bit more from this film. Just expecting a uh, a little bit more. There's there's just so much thing there's, at times when they, they give you loads of exposition as well within the film about what's happening, like the likes of WandaVision. Like, if you've not seen WandaVision... It will, in a way, hinder your experience. Um, my fiance has not seen like much of it, and she, I, I was saying like afterwards, I was like, "Well, they do kind of regurgitate a lot of the story and tell you what happens then, anyways." But again, it's a sign of Marvel just being like, "Right, you kind of have to keep up with these things if you are wanting to enjoy certain elements." I just, I just feel like they could have done a little bit more with this. I feel like the the, the plot overall just wasn't that good in this film. It was fine for what it is, but. We're talking about a film that is potentially going to be branched off into like the multiverse and such. Like the possibilities were endless, and they really, really kind of—I don't want to say sold themselves short a bit, but it just—it just felt like I don't know. I am just disappointed. Like I think that's the only the 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 key word I can use for this film is disappointing, um, but fun in places. Disappointing but fun in places. There you go. There's the there's the uh, there's the clipping you can take from this from this podcast review. Um, so out of ten. Six, six and a half, which is a great shame, really, because I really what I thought it was gonna be a strong like eight or something, seven and a half, eight, but we're gonna have to go down a little bit. Um, but hey, I don't know, just a bit, bit of surprise by it. Um, so before I jump into spoiler stage, I want to say thank you ever so much again for listening. Do get in touch as well if you have seen the film, um, disagree with me and want to argue the toss, that's fine as well. Um, but yeah, just just one of those films that I was expecting a little bit more from, but sadly wasn't to be. So this is the point where I say if you've not seen the film, don't listen on because I'm going to start going into more spoiler territory. Because, like I said, this isn't this isn't one of those like no way home things where for me, 
I just want like you saw how much I, you probably listened if you have listened to it. I waffled an awful lot about it. Like I went full in on it and was so like I couldn't wait to talk about you know certain plot points, surprises, appearances, cameos, blah blah blah. Whereas this, there's very little. It's just just going to go over just a little bit more of the film, a bit more in depth, a bit more context. So here we go. Final warning. Spoilers from now. Main issue is that I feel like the villain should have been so much, so just different. Just I, I, I feel like Wonder was was a decent enough villain. I like what she's. I like how she has been twisted and turned, and because of the the dark holds, um, which is also known as the Book of the Damned, it's cool to see what that's had an effect on it. It's just that I just this whole thing about the fact that she wanted to scour the multiverse just for her children. I just feel like, yeah, like it's a mother's instinct. The kids, you know, I mean, she wants she wants to get her kids back after what happened in Wonder Vision. Granted, they she you know made them up. Um, I just don't know if that's enough for her to to go on this huge rampage. I guess that you have to look into the character of Wonder and what she's been through to kind of be a little bit on board with it. Like I, I remember afterwards trying to almost argue with myself and give and, and almost be like, it's a bit annoying because I feel like they could have done better with the villains, but then it's like she has lost a lot of people in her life, you know. She lost her brother in Ultron, lost um, lost Vision a number of times, and then lost her kids. So, yeah, of course she's going to be a little bit like, oh, I need to, you know, I'm sick of it kind of thing. I don't know, like, when you've got this, like, huge demon thing that's chasing, um, you know, chasing America or whatever, like, I, that, that could have been so much better. Like, I, it looked great, don't get me wrong, but I, I feel like there could have been another villain that... I don't know, that was out to destroy all multi... I don't know, like, you know what I mean? I just feel that as much as her performance was great, Elizabeth Orson was absolutely incredible in this film. Like, the best bit, like I said, she was excellent. I just, I don't know what they were doing with the character. I'm really not sure what they did with the character. I just wasn't, wasn't, yeah. But the, again, the, the the flip side of that is that she is responsible for some of the most brutal outing, uh, brutal uh, deaths for characters, like, some really, really, like, not, like harrowing uh, demises, I should say. Like, we're talking, like, people getting their necks snapped and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, obviously that brings me kind of, kind of nicer to the to the Illuminati of this. And the surprise in that, like, I, I was just like, it's nice to see. Uh, obviously, we knew that, you know, Professor X was, was going to be appearing and it was essentially the animated version of him because the animated score starts playing as he first enters like the motif of it and as soon as i heard that uh big grin big grin on my face because that that comic that that tv show sorry was just fantastic so i loved that really liked it i liked pretty much all of the illuminati in this film i think that they got the cast pretty much dead on with it you know you've you've obviously the the main one for me was seeing john krasinski as reed richard which was which was ace like Again, it, that's going to kind of go down well, or some people are going to be like, oh, for God's sake, what is it with these like fan-pleasing moments? But even though it is a massive fan-pleasing moment, I still was pretty chuffed to see John Krasinski in the MCU. And sad, though, that he didn't last very long. I was hoping, that I, whether that's it now, whether he's kind of, you know, he's done it and that's it, and we're never going to see him in that character again or whatever. That that was disappointing because I really wanted... I, I was hopeful that maybe one day Krasinski would play Reed Richards, but I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I think this was like a one deal and done kind of thing. Uh, Lashana Lynch as well. Absolutely love Lashana Lynch. So great to see her as Captain Marvel in this as well. Uh, you know, you got Hayley, Hayley Atwell back as Captain Carter. Great to see a live action of that as, as two in this film. 
And uh, yeah, obviously Black Bolt part of that as well. But just the, the, the entire Illuminati is taken out within about 12, 15 minutes or something daft like that, or 15, 20 minutes. Obviously leads up to some great great fight sequence between you know some of the characters like Captain Carter and uh, taking on taking on Wanda or Scarlet Witch, I should say. And it was really good. It was really fun. It's just that it was just done in a flash. And I was a bit, I don't know, like they were saying they did loads of reshoots for stuff like that, you know, for different cameos and different appearances and stuff. But it could have been better. But for what we got, it was enjoyable. It was one of my favourite moments of the uh, of the film anyways, the Illuminati se- section. But I just don't think they did it. They, they, they just, not to say they did the dirty on them a bit, but it could have been could have been longer, we should say. The only thing, the thing as well that I really enjoyed, really enjoyed in this film, and, and probably down to Danny Elfman's fantastic score, which is again massive, massively excellent. Like I said, Danny Elfman's great. The use of this like fight sequence at the end between the two strangers, like attacking each other with musical notes. Oh my god, it was beautiful. Why couldn't they have just done more of that throughout this film? Like it was freaking fantastic. Like honestly, that too is up there. Like the most, like, I was coming out thinking of all the memorable moments, and you've got some great set pieces, great CGI, great use of camera work. Say by by Raimi as per like some of his. I say like bits that I was like reminded of like Evil Dead when like they they like shutting these doors and such and like the camera keeps slipping on its on like a on its not on its fully side but on like an angle and I was like I like that I like that a lot but this this fight sequence between the two strangers and these musical notes so enjoyable really great it's just that the whole film should have been like that level I just wanted more multiverse from being honest I wanted more multiverse and I wanted it to be the start of you know this whole fracture across the multiverse and such and I just it's worrying that you've got this going off. And then you've got Sony being like, oh, yeah, we're going to try and do our own multiverse stuff as well. Um, I don't know. I, I I worry now that Marvel are at a point when they can release anything they want and people are just going to go out and see it. Obviously, they're in a great position to be doing that, and they are going to do that, of course. It's just that, I don't know. Like, I was just, It's sad that I'm this disappointed with it, if I'm being honest, but it's not like I'm sitting here saying it's absolutely trash or whatever. It's got some great moments to say. It's got, like I've just listed there, some of my favourite favorite moments in the film, but... It could have been better. It could have been loads better. But hey, hope six, six and a half, I think, is a fair score, anyways. I'll leave it there, anyways, uh, before I waffle on and probably start talking absolute nonsense, which I'm usually pretty good at doing. But I just appreciate anyone listening to this episode. It's really appreciated. Doc Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is available now. It's not as madness as I wanted it to be, but it's, um, yeah, it's all right. Thanks again, though, for listening. Really appreciate it. I'll be back as well with more podcasts and more reviews, sorry, very soon. Until then, though, Have a lovely rest of the week and take care.